0: It was announced Tennessee finished at number 17 in both the AP and the coaches Poll to end the 23 season. So what's that mean about Tennessee in 2024? Some of these way too early rankings already out It's January the 11th. What are they saying about Tennessee? That and a whole lot more, which Thursday locked on balls. You are locked on balls. Your daily podcast on the Tennessee volunteers. Part of the locked on podcast network, your team. Every day. Hey, good Thursday morning, everybody. Welcome to Locked On Vols. I'm your host Eric Kane. At underscore Kane or a Locked On Vols on Twitter. A part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every single day. Big thanks, as always, for subscribing to the Locked On Vols YouTube channel. For downloading us wherever you listen to your podcast. That's how the show grows. And I can't thank you enough for that. Going to have a fun show coming up today. So, again, Vols in the way too early top 25 rankings and what we think Tennessee can be in 2024. A couple of questions from Saturday Down South posed ahead of the 24 season. That's coming up in segment two. And then a hoops recap, Tennessee and Mississippi State. That is in segment number three. So, again, Tennessee finished ranked number 17 in both the final AP and college football or the coaches, excuse me, the coaches poll, USA Today coaches poll, and that marks the first time since the 2003-2004 season that Tennessee finished back-to-back seasons ranked inside the top 20. Again, you know, we want to complain, and we want to be frustrated, and that's okay, but with a with an 8-1 season, a 9-1 season with the bowl game, that shouldn't be the expectation. That should not be, you know, what you strive for every single year but it just goes to show you where again where the tennessee team is compared to where it's been um and that's saying something again credit to josh hopper credit to this coaching staff and and these players i mean it's 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 been a good you know two-year run specifically and even the the first year was exciting and and just totally different from what we were forced to endure under the jeremy pruitt regime where tennessee was scoring you know 20 to 21 points per game on average it was just brutal brutal to watch offensively and defensively i remember in the was it the 2020 season tennessee lost six games to 25 points or more it just, it just wasn't great right and so even that first year had a whole lot to be excited about just because of all the newness just because it was so different and then of course 10 and two last year 11 and two orange bowl victory wins over florida wins at lsu wins over alabama and then this past year going eight and four, nine and th- nine and four overall with a Citrus Bowl win over Iowa. So it just kind of goes to show you when you're finishing in the top 20 for the first time in back-to-back years since 2003 and 2004, how much progress this team has made. So what does that make publications? Think about the volunteers heading into the 2024 season. I love these way-too-early polls because, again, so much can change between now and August. There's another... I mean, there's still prospects out there that are deciding on where they want to go to school right now in the winter transfer portal cycle. There's another cycle coming up later in the spring. Um, Unfortunately, there's going to be some injuries over the course of the offseason or in fall camp. Um, There's a lot. And maybe we're not done with the coaching carousel. There's a lot to be determined between now and August. And so I love these way-too-early top 25s. Um, Athlon Sports has Tennessee at number 11 that's been the highest one that I've seen so far, so just outside the top 10, Athlon Sports has Tennessee at number 11, Sporting News has Tennessee at number 14, on 3 Sports where we are affiliates over there, Volquest.com has Tennessee at number 15. Um ESPN, The Action Network and Pro Football Focus all have Tennessee at number 17, while Bleacher Report has Tennessee at number 21. So One, two, three, four, five, six publications think Tennessee is a top 17 team in the country heading into 2024 season. Bleacher Report has Tennessee just outside the top 20 at number 21. So let's look at that Athlon ranking, shall we? And if Tennessee's number 11, well, who's right around Tennessee? No surprise. Um... Despite everything that Michigan stands to lose, we'll 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 see about JJ McCarthy and the quarterback, uh, but Blake Corum and, and everybody else, Michigan's going to lose. They're not going to be preseason ranked right number one, and you know in some of these polls, um, you know Washington's losing Michael Penix Jr. and a bunch of others as well, so they're not going to be ranked right number one. Georgia, who, again, conversation for another day. If you're taking the best four, the best four. It's, I mean, I'm not a Bulldog fan, but it's hard not to sit here and say that Georgia wasn't one of the best four teams in the country. But uh, I, I rest my case. Georgia's at number one. Uh, number two would be the scoring the Athlon Sports. Number two is Alabama, and Alabama returns a lot. Jalen Milrow makes a whole lot of sense. Uh, number three would be Texas. Quinn Ewers, quarterback makes the difference, okay? Number four would be Michigan. Um, number five is Ohio State. Now that's interesting because quarterback. You know what are you going to do at quarterback? I know you got some talents. You know, um, you know, waiting in the wings, if you will. But you're making change at quarterback, and you're losing Marvin Harrison Jr. And you have to beat Michigan in a couple of years. Ohio State there, number five. Oregon at number six. No Bo Nix. Number seven is Ole Miss. So Ole Miss pretty high on this rankings, uh, despite losing uh, Quinshawn Judkins which, you know, everything else Ole Miss has done in the transfer portal, plus Jackson Dart coming back. Jackson Dart's been a really good player for Ole Miss. Um, I mean, when you look at the quarterbacks, Bo Wallace, you know, um, Mac Corral, Archie, and Eli, um, there's not a whole lot of a long list of quarterbacks who have been really good at Ole Miss. Jackson Dart's up there. I mean, Jackson Dart really is up there. Of course, Tennessee got to see Jackson Dart. Uh, two years. Actually, no, that was Matt Corral. Excuse me. Tennessee's never seen Jackson Dart. That was Matt Corral two years ago. Um, Anyway, you've got Ole Miss there at number seven. Missouri, interesting. Missouri there is at number eight. How good can the Tigers be coming off this 10-1 season? Uh, they are losing some, but they bring back Luther Burden. They're bringing back Brady Cook. They lose Cody Schrader, which is huge. Um, Penn State's at number nine. Notre Dame is at number 10. That's interesting. Of course, you lose your quarterback. And then Tennessee's the number 11. This is what Athlon Sports has to say about Tennessee. If you're looking for one of 2024's top breakout players, look no further than Knoxville's five-star prospect and Nico Iamaliava, taking over at quarterback for Joe Milton. Iamaliava had an impressive debut in the Citrus Bowl win, which only increased the hype and anticipation for his 2024 season. The California native is supported by an offensive line that will largely return intact. That's true. Um, as well as a solid cast of skill players. that includes running backs Dylan Sampson, Cameron Seldon, receivers Brew McCoy, Chris Brazel II. Uh, Tennessee's defense has made progress in recent seasons under coordinator Tim Banks, but this unit still has room to improve after giving up 5.83 yards per play in SEC games in 2023. Edge rusher James Pierce is one of the SEC's top returning defenders. Not only is he one of the SEC's top returning defenders, I mean, James Pierce is one of the the nation's top returning defenders. I mean, he will be a preseason All-American by every publication out there um, over the course of the offseason, so get ready for that. That is what Athlon Sports has to say about Tennessee. Teams around Tennessee are directly behind. Um, first year in the SEC, Oklahoma uh, preseason ranked in the way too early top 25, number 12 by Athlon Sports. Clemson's there at 13, LSU's at 14, Utah is at 15. So we saw what Athlon Sports says. That's one extreme. Let's go read what Bleacher Report has to say about Tennessee and kind of who falls in around Tennessee in these rankings. Uh, It doesn't really give any descriptions, uh, you know, behind these teams and they're kind of explaining their picks. But Tennessee comes in there at number 21 directly in front of Tennessee, according to Bleacher Report, would be NC State at 20, Florida State at 19, Oklahoma State at 18, Kansas State at 17, coming behind Tennessee at twenty-two through twenty-five, Kansas, Liberty, USC, the Trojans, and Miami. Um, so that's a little bit interesting for for um, giggles here. Let's go to ESPN and see, you know, where Tennessee is. Or Tennessee's at seventeen, but let's see what they say about Tennessee here at number seventeen. Tennessee said expected key losses. Joe Milton, Jalen Wright, Tyler Barron, Aaron Beasley, Jalen McCullough, Danico Slaughter, Tamir McDonald, Wesley Walker, Ramel Keaton. I'm trying to think about add anybody to that. Gerald Mincy. Um, well, that's about it. Yeah, um, that's that's probably it. Kamal Haddon. Uh expected key additions Brazzle II, Jacoby Thomas, Jermon McCoy, Holden Stays, Mike Matthews, Jordan Ross, and Bennett Warren. All right, this is what ESPN has to say about Tennessee's 17th ranking in the way-too-early top 25. Volunteer fans get a sneak peek into the future with a 35-0 round 35 of Iowa in the Cheese at Citrus Bowl. With Milton off out of the bowl game, freshman Nico Iamaliava got the start. He completed 12-19 passes for 151 yards with one touchdown and three more scores rushing. The Los Angeles native, um, that's incorrect, was the number four pocket passer in the 2023 ESPN 300. Uh, You guys know my thoughts on ESPN trying to cover recruiting because they don't have any resources to cover recruiting anymore because it's cheap. Uh, I digress. There are solid receivers returning in Squirrel Wide, Bro McCoy, Brazel, uh, who was Tulane's leading pass catcher in 2023. It'll also help under center with Cooper Mays, tackles John Campbell, Gerald Mincy, See, they have that in here. I guess this is before Gerald Mincy made his announcement. Gerald Mincy's obviously not coming back. Shoring up the secondary will be a priority in the spring after six defensive backs enter the transfer portal. Well, um, actually, it was seven, um, and uh, all five of Tennessee's starters are not coming back. So that's what ESPN has to say about Tennessee. So again, uh, Athlon Sports, way too early. Top 25 here in January of 2024. Athlon Sports has Tennessee at 11. Sporting News has Tennessee at 14. On 3 has Tennessee at number 15. ESPN, the Action Network, Pro Football Focus has Tennessee at number 17. And Bleacher Report has Tennessee at number 21. Where would you write Tennessee in the way too early top 25 uh, polls here in January of 2024? That's my question for you. Love to hear what you have to say. And you guys can hit me up at underscore Caner and at Lockdown Balls you shouldn't have to worry about when you're buying tickets to your next big event game time is a fast and easy way to buy those tickets for all the sports music comedy and theater events near you with killer last minute deals all in prices views from your seat and the best price guarantee game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets last minute tickets flash deals zone deals easy to find tickets from every event in your area again it's not just sporting events it could be theater concert monster truck rallies Whatever's happening over there at the Food City Center, Thompson Bowling Arena, you can find those tickets on the Game Time app. Plus, uh with the uh with the with the uh lowest price guarantee, if you find a cheaper ticket in the same section that you got your ticket via Game Time, they're gonna credit you 110% of that ticket hey go to game time app download that game time app if you'd like to create an account use the promo code locked on and you're going to get 20 dollars off your first purchase terms apply again i encourage you to create that account at game time game time slash locked on that promo code locked on l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n for 20 dollars off download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guarantee more to come here on locked on balls all right guys so a lot of times I sit down I got a plan I'm ready to record and something happens you know breaking news in real time and at the time that I'm recording this but you know by the time that you listen or watch this you've already heard about this but that at the time of this recording big time breaking news in college football. So I'm taking what I had in segment number two, wadding it up and throwing it uh, out the window. I'll get back to it at some point in time. Some, some good questions that, um, you know, we, we got uh, over at uh, Saturday Down South about the 2024 season. But it, it's funny, when I was prepping for <laughs> this uh, episode, one of the questions from Saturday Down South was, you know, w- w- would this be it for Nick Saban in 2024? And prior to the breaking news that Nick Saban retired on Wednesday afternoon, um, I would have said, no, man. I mean, this guy will coach and, you know, I don't know if he'll coach out the entirety of his contract and what he would have been 77 years old, but this guy's this, you can just tell he still loves it. He's still got so much left in the tank. He still wants to keep coaching. It's still a joy for him. And, and all those things may be true, but we never know when our time is not up, but when our time is done until, until it's done. And you just kind of have this feeling and man, Nick Saban, the sports world was paying attention to Chris Lowe of ESPN when he tweeted and he reported that Nick Saban is retiring and I know this is a volunteer podcast I get it I know that um you know we don't like Alabama I get it but some sports stories are bigger than fandom and more than anything this has direct correlation with Tennessee because right now Tennessee has over the course of Nick Saban's career um, while, while at Alabama, and at least for the foreseeable future, because the third Saturday in October, in my opinion, is going to continue to be protected. Tennessee plays Alabama every year. We know for a fact Tennessee is going to play Alabama in 2024. Nothing's official beyond that, but you would believe that even though divisions are going away, and so Tennessee's not technically going to have that cross divisional permanent opponent with Alabama, you still think that's going to be protected, and Tennessee is going to play Alabama every single year, most likely. I don't know. We'll, we'll see, but. Um, Tennessee plays Alabama every year is, is what I'm going to operate on right now. And with Nick Saban out, boy, the Alabama fan base is going to come back down to reality, and understand how hard it is to be consistently at the top of college football, just like every other fan base in America, not named Georgia right now. And I guess, you know, Michigan right now, newly claimed, um, you know, j- champions. Nick Saban, he has been coaching. Since the 1973 season when he started as a GA at Kent State, linebackers coach at Kent State, Syracuse offensive offensive, uh, let's see, outside linebackers coach, DB coach at West Virginia, DB coach at Ohio State, DB coach at Navy, DC DB coach at Michigan State, defensive back coach for the Houston Oilers, okay, in 1990 coach at Toledo, Cleveland Browns defensive coordinator in 91 to 94, Michigan State head coach. Couple of seasons, 95 to 99. LSU head coach won a national championship. Uh, he was at LSU in Baton Rouge 2000 to 2004. Miami Dolphins for a short stint there, 05, 06. And then he's been at Alabama ever since, from 2007 on. Uh, Nick Saban's Alabama coach teams have only lost to Tennessee two times his first year back in 07 and in 2022 when Tennessee won his last ever trip as a head coach at Neyland Stadium. Tennessee won 52-49 on the 40-yard knuckleball kick from Chase McGrath. The five-touchdown game from Jalen Hyatt. Um, Of course, you know, the accomplishments go on and on. We're not going to have this conversation if he's the best ever, but, uh, you know, doesn't matter how much of a Tennessee fan you are, you got to recognize that he is one of the best, and certainly in the conversation, if not the best, to ever do it. Seven national championships, 11 SEC titles, one MAC championship. 12 SEC division titles. He's a two-time Paul Bear Bryant Award winner, a two-time Walter Camp Coach of the Year. Um, He won the Bobby Dodd Coach of the Year Award. He's a two-time college football Coach of the Year, AP College Football Coach of the Year, two-time Eddie Robinson Coach of the Year, uh, Home Depot Coach of the Year in 08, Sporting News Coach of the Year in 08, Liberty Mutual News Coach of the Year in 08, Bobby Bowden Coach of the Year Award in 09, 11, and 12. And he's been the SEC coach of the year five times 03, 08, 09, 16, and 2020. Um again, this is not a Nick Saban love fest. I'm just trying to show you um, if you're unfamiliar or just want to hear it all stacked on top of one another, just how much winning this dude has done. Um wild. You know, I tweeted out, and I'm going to I'm gonna go share my screen here if you're watching on YouTube so you can read some of these comments. I tweeted out a couple of things yesterday. You know, Tennessee's key 2025 recruiting target is in-state quarterback George McIntyre, and I think Tennessee's already in a really good spot there. Um, You know, people that are way closer to it than I am, I think Tennessee's in a great spot there already. Uh, I, I tweeted, Vol's already in a good spot, but main competition is Alabama. I mean, think about it. It's going to be Tennessee or Alabama for George McIntyre. I think he's going to Tennessee regardless, but talk about the suspense. is It's just not going to be there anymore for this decision, right? I also tweeted out, So where's Alabama going to go with this hire? It's got to be a big-time sitting Power 5 head coach, correct? Welcome to the new-look coaching carousel. You can see some of these uh, replies back to the tweet. Um, Sean says, I bet it's got to be Dan Lanning. He's got to be a top candidate. Rob says either Lane, Kirby, or Jim would be the first calls, in my opinion. That's Lane Kiffin, Kirby Smart, Jim Harbaugh. Um, Let's see here. Chris says Kirby Sarkeesian, who spent time at Alabama, Dabo, Bob Stoops. That wouldn't make sense. Lane Heupel in that order. Uh, Let's we'll stay away from Heupel, shall we? Uh, Atval says you got to go get Oregon coach Lanning. Uh, Butch Jones. There's a picture of Butch Jones. Scott says he's ready. I'm sure he'd be ready for it as well. Uh, Jonathan says crazy day. That'd be Ryan Day, or I guess he's just saying it's crazy day. It is crazy day, but we'll say Ryan Day as well. Uh, Debbie says, Kiffin, mark it down. Steven says, Joey Freshwater. Uh, Titan DeVal fans, 22, says Steve Sarkeesian. Johnny says, if they're smart, they'll go get DeBoer. That'd be a really good hire. Um, another Kiffin tweet. Dylan says, plot twist, Mike Vrabel. That would be a plot twist, uh, to put it bluntly. Um, man, I just, I, I'm, I'm interested to see what'll happen here because, first of all, who wants to be the guy that follows Nick Saban? Nobody does. All of his guys that he had and he molded, they're all gone. Um, I'm intrigued to see what happens. I really am. I mean, Alabama's going to go out and pay somebody. Say you go out and get a Lane Kiffin, which I honestly don't think it's going to be. Say you get a Jim Harbaugh. Say you get a Ryan Day. Say you get a Marcus Freeman. Say you get a Dan Lanning. Say, you know, whoever you get, that's going to create such a ripple effect in college football. Isn't that wild? January the eleventh, January the tenth, Nick Saban announces he's he's retiring. Of course, because Alabama was in the college football playoffs, and so he wanted to honor that and coach out the rest of that. But um, you know, a late little carousel. I mean, things could be changing. It's wild, man. Um, huge news, huge news. More so than anything, though, Tennessee's games against Alabama in the future should get a whole lot easier because. I I don't think that you're going to have the team stay at the top for as long as it did for a decade plus like it did under Nick Saban. Continuously, a top three, top four recruiting class, winning of the SEC, national championships. Sure, there there will be success at Alabama again, I'm sure of it. But will it be continued success like it was under Nick Saban? I, I don't think so. So that means as a Tennessee fan, things just got easier. That means for Tennessee football, things just got easier. And here on Locked On Balls, you celebrate that, right? You celebrate that. Um, crazy, crazy stuff. Also, do want to make mention, though, another caveat on this whole thing. Um, you've got the transfer portal that's going to open back up for Alabama players with Nick Saban announcing his his retirement, meaning there's a coaching change. So the transfer portal is going to open up for those Alabama players. It's going to be open for 30 days. So if you're Josh Hopple, you're sitting, okay. Look at that Alabama roster. Oh, you into the portal? Oh, you into the portal? Oh, you offensive tackle, whoever you are, come on down. Or edge rusher, come on down. Or safety, come on. You know, whatever it is, if anybody wants to enter the portal from Alabama over the course of the next thirty days, Tennessee can be right there and say, "All right, let's evaluate it. Let's evaluate it. Let's evaluate it." Not just Tennessee, but obviously coaches all across the country. That is one thing to consider. Alabama's players have the option now for the next thirty days to transfer interesting, interesting time. I'm going to call my shot right now. Don't know what will happen, but I'm going to say it's going to be Dan Lanning spent time as a GA at Alabama. Uh, He's got recruiting ties of this area, and there might not be a better coach that can navigate through the name, image, and likeness era than Dan Lanning right now. At least that's from what I've heard. So we'll see what happens. Crazy, crazy sports news, not necessarily Tennessee football news, but SEC football news, college football news, and just sports news. Nick Saban's that big. Retiring after a magnificent run at Alabama and a long and lengthy successful coaching career that spanned Alabama and the NFL. Wanted to talk about that here on Lockdown Balls because it's that big of a story. Tennessee football just got easier with no Nick Saban at Alabama. What more to come here? We'll talk about Tennessee basketball when we return right here on Lockdown Ball. All right, FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book. You guys know that. I talk about it all the time. 150 in bonus bets guaranteed. When you place a $5 bet, that's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. The app, it's safe, it's secure, it's so easy to use, and you can find all these different ways to bet, like same-game parlays. The new Explore tab allows you to search for more ways to bet as well. Uh, back on the, the Parlay Hub, the best place to find those popular parlays Prop bets, spreads, totals—we love the overs here on Locked On Vols, and uh, it's such an easy way to put some coin in your pocket. You go to Fanduel.com today/slash Locked On. That's Fanduel.com/slash Locked On for 150 in bonus bets, guaranteed when you place a five-dollar bet. It's win or lose, five-dollar bet if you put in Fanduel.com/slash Locked On. Fanduel.com/slash Locked On. Fanduel—it is America's number one sports book. A tough one for Tennessee last night, 77-72, the final score. Mississippi State wins at home, avoids disaster when it held a a really really big lead there in the first half, a 15-point lead, in fact, uh, with just under a minute to go in the first half. Uh, Tennessee tied the basketball game with less than 10 minutes to go, Um, but Tennessee couldn't quite finish it. 77-72, Mississippi State over Tennessee, as the Volunteers now fall to one-and-one in SEC play. And eleven and four overall on the season, just kind of a kind of a frustrating night, right? Um, I mean, I understand Mississippi State's not that horrible of a football uh, football. Mississippi State is not that horrible of a basketball team. Um, I understand that it was missing its best player for all up until three games, you know, two games ago before this one. Um, I get that it was a, a tournament team a season ago. I mean, it's it's not it's not the worst, 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 worst loss in the world. It's probably going to be a tournament team this year. But I just can't get over this team losing to Southern at home by a point. <laughs> you know, like I, I can't get over uh, this team being ranked 246th in the country, entering the game in three-point f- uh, field goal percentage. I can't get over... Um, some of the sloppiness of the, of this basketball team that Tennessee really should have just handled easily. I mean, you know, Ken Palm has Mississippi State ranked as the 29th team in the country. Um, you have uh 32nd is where, 34th, excuse me, 34th is where Mississippi State ranks in the net. Uh, you know, one and one now for the Bulldogs in quad one games, Tennessee, um, you know, losing this basketball game. Now it's fourth loss of the season. And one of these losses Are not like the rest right you you know dropped a couple tough ones in maui you know some of these losses are not quite like the rest and and that's this mississippi mississippi state game uh here tonight so uh, really a tale of two halves um i mean overall i'll say this i mean you can't expect only two players to show up and to win this basketball game i mean zakai ziegler which i have no issues whatsoever with his shot selection there at the end you know why because he scored 26 points and zakai made four three-pointers i i would have had no issue i don't care where dalton connect shot that basketball on the court if he was the one taking that final shot there uh, as the seconds were winding down you know why because he finished with 28 points and he made four three-pointers because nobody else came to play nobody else came to play on the offensive end in this basketball game so sure that last possession looked a little rush and sure it wasn't the best shot selection But I'm sitting there watching with my wife and, um, you know, her parents. and I'm just like, literally, there's no issue whatsoever with that shots. I have no problem with it because he's the only one that came to play. But, I mean, Tennessee, really, it's a tale of two halves. Um, You know, the volunteers (laughs) in this basketball game for the game shot 45%, which is not bad. Um, In the first half, it shot, let's see here. Well, I can't. Uh, first half box. Uh In the first half, it shot thirty three percent from the field, which was just horrible. Um, anybody not named Zakai Ziegler didn't show up to play in the first half. Ziegler had ten points, made a couple of threes. He was four or five from the field, had a couple of rebounds, had a couple assists. Zakai Ziegler came to play in the first half. Ten points for Zakai in the first half. Uh, five points for Jonas do, Um. That was it. Dalton connect had two points at halftime. And then you look at the second half box. Dalton connect 26 points, meaning he had 28 points overall. Zakai Ziegler poured in 16 points in the second half. Uh, again, on the offensive end, it, it was really just those those two guys that came to play. Tennessee, um, a lot of turnovers as well in the first half of play. Let's see here. Um... I can find it. I had it written down somewhere. I can't find it. Uh, Tennessee had, okay, here we go. Tennessee had 10 turnovers. Tennessee had 10 turnovers in the first half alone, alone. And the second half had six turnovers, but 10 turnovers alone in the first half, just not getting it done. And what was really, really bad was of course, Tennessee's two big men, Jonas, Adu, Toby, Awaka, fell out in this basketball game. Whereas you had two two Smith that did not foul out, and I mean there there was there was a lot of you know pushing and shoving on both sides, if you will. Um, just is what it is. Just an ugly game. Tennessee was atrocious in the first half. Again, nobody came to play except for Sakai. Sakai continued his good efforts in the second half. Don Connect joined him, and you know that's 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 really really all you can talk about. I thought Jonas to do. Played okay. Again, fouled out. He's 4-5 or five from the field. He had five rebounds. Could have stood to, to rebound a little bit better. Uh, you just, you can't have this type of performance from from your seniors. I mean, you can't have this type of performance from some of these super seniors. Santiago Vescovy in this basketball game, two points. Josiah Jordan James, three points. Those guys went a combined two for 12 from the field. 0 for six from three point range. Um, I mean, you know, Santi had four assists, which is, which is pretty solid. He had three steals. So, I mean, at least he wasn't, he wasn't super unproductive. He was doing some things away from the basketball, at least with the basketball in his hands to go make shots. Josiah had six rebounds. He, um, he had two steals. He had two rebounds or six rebounds, two steals. He had two turnovers. You just, you got to have more from those guys. And we continue to talk about how this, this team is deep and deep and deep and well, and odds like this, two players showed up and that still wasn't enough. And Mississippi state, who again is not a horrible basketball team, likely is going to be a tournament team, especially if they continue to get rolling and, and Tulu Smith can, um, you know, hit his foul shots. Like he's been doing so far in three games. They're probably a tournament team. But this is a team that you should win. I mean, I, I kind of scoffed at the FanDuel spread there when we were talking about it on yesterday's show. Tennessee, you know, the game is a two point, two and a half point favorite, and I'm like, what's going on? Well, Vegas always knows, right? Tennessee loses by five on the road. So, important thing to remember, as frustrating as this game was, man, it's a game in January. We can't be like football. We can't treat basketball like football, all right? We can't live and die on every single game. Because is going to play 40 games this year or whatever um you know in football you play 12 games okay this loss sucks but this loss isn't, isn't going to define your season this doesn't mean that the team is broken this doesn't mean that rick barnes should retire i mean you know we see it all on social media shortly after losses for any sport i mean i get it the frustration but it's disappointing but you got to remember it's january the 11th really january the 10th when they played this basketball game. What did you learn from it? Can you move on? Can your super seniors come back to play? Can they give you something? Can Jordan Ganey give you something? Jordan Ganey in this basketball game, no points, 0 for five, four of those were three-point shot attempts. He did nothing, had one turnover. Jordan Ganey had one steal. Okay. He did one thing in nine minutes, and it was to tally one steal. You can't have that type of performance. You just can't. Um is what it is, man. Minus 12 on the court for Jermaine Mashak. That that was the worst for Tennessee and minus 12. Just not Tennessee's night. And uh man with Jonas Sadu fouled out with five minutes to go in the in the game when it was it was a tie ball game. You knew it wasn't good. Knew it wasn't good. So um anyway, tale of two halves. Tennessee just a train wreck in the first half, erased a 15 point deficit, able to come back and tie things up in the second half. And I had a chance to tie things up there as the, as the seconds were winding down uh, to to end the second half, but ultimately just falls short by a final score of 77 to 72. So again, Tennessee 11 and four now one and one in Southeastern conference play and the volunteers will um, continue to stay on the road Saturday, head to Georgia for a noon Eastern tip against the bulldogs. All right, everybody. Appreciate you for being here today on Lockdown Balls. Thanks so much for tuning in, uh, for listening to kind of where this Tennessee football team is projected in the way too early top 25. Uh, Nick Saban retiring, had to react to that. You know, we had to react to that. And of course, a little hoops recap here to end your Thursday show. Uh, we'll continue to talk Tennessee football, everything you need to know heading into the weekend. And can Tennessee get some good news via the transfer portal? Um, as we continue on here out the rest of this week, you better hope so. All that and more right here on Lockdown On Balls. See you, everybody.